Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Dabblers Book Club, the podcast for people who've never read Chaucer and probably never will. I'm Curtis. And I am Hadja. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Had a, had a good day? Yep, well we done. Well, 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 yeah, I guess you were there yeah, too. You were there. Yeah. Um, we had a walk around Hertfordshire, didn't we? We had a bit of a hike. Yeah, like um, normal people, we drove in the car. Mm-hmm. Drove in the car because we've got a car now. <laughs> um, like the London and millennials, we are in our thirties. We get one, and it feels like it feels the like greatest gift of all time. Yeah. And then you realise everyone outside of London that's their normal life. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, and went for a walk in those hills in Hertfordshire, which was really nice. That was so super nice. Was it actually, Chewin? You what? Chewin, was that where we went? Was Chewin, yeah, T-E-W-I-N. Oh, nice part of the world um, in an otherwise dull county. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it actually feels like I've had a weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, I went for a hike yesterday as well with my sister. I mean, I say a hike, we could literally hear the M25 <laughs> from where we were, but there were bluebells. And we had a bit of a walk and we got lost. A lot of bluebells knocking about. Mm. I know it's from today's walk as well. <laughs> That's such a dull observation. <laughs> well, I was saying earlier, I think it's a bit late for bluebells, um, which is because uh, of how cold it's been. Anyway, mm. more to the point, how fucking long has it been since we've done this? Yeah, <laughs> bit of housekeeping. Sorry to anyone that was actually waiting for another, another book. <laughs> Literally um, no one. I mean, you've been busy interviewing authors and people. Oh, just I mean, book a prize winners, yeah, nothing big. casual, just, you know, don't yeah. let it go to your head. And I, me, I've been doing stuff that doesn't go to my head either. Started a job in Formula One. Um, Fine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> casual. So we're cruising. Fine. After a shit year, I think we deserve a couple of cool things to... Yeah. to shout about it has been it's actually really funny so Curtis has started his cool job in Formula One and within like a day of tweeting he got a hundred extra followers like you increased your following by like 20% because people really care about you now and do you know what? <laughs> the one thing I, I just won't let that go to my head <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm a grounded guy you're going to be yeah. such a dick for this next I, year do you know what I am going to be a dick right at um, weddings 
Yeah. When you go to a wedding and you get stuck on a table, we'll be stuck on a table with a bunch of people. No one's going to invite us to their weddings. And, and I'll be trying to watch the Six Nations on my phone. You know how. <laughs> As you've done before. Yeah. yeah. And, and someone's going to oh, so what do you do? I work in the uh, steel industry, a uh, regional salesman. Uh, fucking shit. I hate my job. And I'm just going to be like, I'm going to like take a long run up. I'm like, are you ready to find out what I do? <laughs> and I'll be there with the cunt alarm ready to fire off every time. <laughs> you might as well just leave that on the table. <laughs> For the whole thing. Right, yeah, uh, anyway, no. Anyway, but yeah, not letting that go to our heads. Um, otherwise, it's been all right. Um, you've done a bit of reading. You're reading one of the sickest books of all time just to... Oh, the sickest the book sickest of all time. Book. You Googled the sickest I've book of all time. I've paused it to read what we're reading today. Yeah, no, I, I... Yeah, I Googled the darkest book ever. And I think we've mentioned this on the podcast before where with like films and stuff, I really want to be shocked. Mm. I want to watch stuff. And I don't mean stuff that's like the scary film that's in the cinema. I want to watch the that Korean movie that's hard to get that's going to actually disturb you. Um, and I did that with books. I went, I want to find out what the darkest work of fiction <laughs> ever is. So I Googled that and it came up with, um, I forget the author, but 120 Days of Sodom by... I think it's uh, Maki de Sade. That sounds yeah, right. something like that. And he wrote it while he was imprisoned yeah. during like Bastille. Um, so he's angry. Quite an imagination. Yeah. 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 And, it, and it just says, in fact... I should have brought it down for the recording, but it says on the back, like, strap in, dear reader, for the the most unpure or impure tale ever committed to... And do you know what? I'm 100 pages in. Yeah. Pretty fucking dark. Pretty dark. (laughs) And you don't get shocked easily. Think how dark you're thinking. Yeah. yeah. Like, I cannot even explain. I'm struggling to read. I'm enjoying it. (laughs) Don't say that too loudly. (laughs) No, but, like, I'm not enjoying the action. I don't know. I'm just enjoying the shock factor. I'm enjoying being really tested. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, with books like that? I mean, for me, something like Lolita was this sort of book that I judged from a mile off, and then reading it, you're like, "Wow, no, this is mm. it tests you." Um, well, Lolita is but a but playground yeah, I'm sure scuffle. Lolita is nothing. My goodness, it's foul. But this book has interrupted that reading. It has. So, shall I say what we've read? Yeah, go on. So, we're today we have read and we are talking about "Before the Coffee Gets Cold," which is a Japanese bestseller by. Toshikazu Kawaguchi. And yep. it is no shocking, disgusting, twisted book, is it? It's a really pleasant, easygoing book about time travel. Yes. About a cafe. Um, it's in Tokyo, isn't it? The cafe is in it Tokyo. Is. Are you doing the synopsis? Yeah, why not? Cool, I'll try cool. that. Go on, go on. Um, the cafe is in Tokyo. And it's a time travel cafe, but it's got all these rules um, and it follows roughly four, it's four sections, the book, but it follows a few more stories than that. Um, and it's a very short book as well. Um, and yeah, if you go to this cafe, you can go back in time, but um, you can have a conversation, but you have to sit in a specific chair in the cafe, which is occupied by a ghost. Um, and she is a ghost because she went back in time but she didn't come back before the coffee went cold. So she stayed in that chair as a ghost. And whenever she leaves that chair, which is once a day to haha, go to the loo, um, that is your opportunity to get in that chair and then go back in time and have the conversation you want with the person. But you have to have already visited the cafe with that person. That's one of the rules. And yeah, and you have to come back before the coffee gets cold. Um also, very key is that when you go back in time, you can't change anything. Yep. So whatever conversation you have or the thing you need to say or hear, um, it will not change the future. Um, and yeah, and you can also, as they do in the final section, you can go to the future mm. and uh, 
Yeah. But the plot twist there is, but nobody bothers because the but... rules are so restrictive, there's no point. <laughs> it's such such a strange little book. Um, what did you think? I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. I think it had its limitations and stuff I'll criticise, <laughs> which I'll come to. But all in all, like the the setup, which you've just described, I really liked. Yeah. I mean, it's got, um, I mean, don't know if this is an easy comparison to draw, but the movie About Time, the yeah. Bill Nye film where... Which we both liked. Yeah. Watched individually. The, the eldest yeah. born, fa- the eldest born in the fa- son in the family can step into a cabinet and 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 time <laughs> travel, travel but only until the dad was a certain age and they kind of, like it's got all these weird loosey-goosey kind of mm. rules uh but it reminded me of that because it's it's that set with very normal you know prep coffee cup on the yeah on the you know southwestern rail train yeah and this while it's set in japan is similar very domestic cafe they're all totally normal the the time travel aspect of the cafe is not a secret. People mm-hmm. know you can go there and do it. But because of the time travel, like you said, is so limited and you've only got the time it takes for a cup of coffee to get cold, yeah. people kind of don't do it or did do it with underwhelming results. Yeah. So I think the the one thing to outline is actually the the things that we do follow, these sort of short stories, mm-hmm. all set in this cafe. So a woman goes back in time to visit the husband that left her. Um, another woman goes back the in... The partner that left her. So yes. the man who she'd been together with for three years... And he was moving to America. For a job, um, a gaming a job. company. Yeah, yes. and she wanted to get engaged and she was the eldest sister and everyone expected her to get married. And Yeah. yeah. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's one little uh, story. And then there's the woman whose husband has Alzheimer's yeah. and she goes back. And she's a nurse as well anyway. She, so, um, there's yeah. the sisters. Yeah. Where I think one died, didn't, didn't she? So yeah. one goes back so to visit the, the other. So not estranged sisters, but a one of sisters who work did she work at the cafe was she just very connected to the cafe um, this is one of my criticisms yeah after a while i was like who the fuck are these people yeah <laughs> so many um well she so her sister had been had never given up hope of um getting her to come back to the family home and run mm. the bar or something like that yep and um she never read the letter her sister left her and then her sister died and so she went back in time to see her sister yeah and Spoilers, finally by the way. was the woman that went into the future to visit the daughter that she never got to see or something because mm-hmm. there was a switcheroo at birth but the but the daughter knew it was coming all these years um yeah. and so i liked it but with what we've just outlined already anyone listening to this podcast that's yet to read it, it's gonna go right okay that's a lot going on yeah so i love the concept but i could have done without four intertwined four, thing, yeah. four little things that sort of yeah different people turned up in different people's stories there was just a lot going on there to illustrate what I think could have been just one person's story. Mm. And even a shorter book, you know. Like yeah, I'd and it's very short as it is. What yeah. is it, 170 pages? Yeah, maybe it could have been a novella. Flicking through it here. Yeah, 200. Yeah, two, uh, just over 200 pages. And yeah, I'd have taken maybe just one, two max of those stories, yeah. made them really work together. Because with that first story where the partner left to go, because uh, he was like a gaming nerd and he was working for the biggest gaming company in America. Yeah. And then the woman that got left was going back in time to, I don't know, she wanted some clarity. Yeah. I, I'd have taken maybe that because I got really into their story okay. and then it was like switched to the next person's mm-hmm. thing. And I was like, oh, oh, right. And it wasn't always way. clear. Yeah, I think it's because of the sister at first, she was like hiding behind the counter. So it wasn't clear whether she worked there or not because it's like, why would you hide behind the counter if mm. you didn't work there? Um, yeah, and she was like a really cool one and stuff. There's loads, yeah. go- there's a lot going on and obviously not a huge amount, I don't think, of character work. Yes. You know, like in terms of the writing, it's very simple, mm-hmm. very childlike writing. Mm. Could also be the translation. 
mm-hmm. um, and it might be lost in translation that it might be a lot more delicate in the original Japanese and actually how it's been translated is fine I do think it retains I mean I'm sure it, <laughs> she says having never read the Japanese but I'm sure it must retain the charm because mm. it is quite a charming book yeah um, but very basic in language um, yes yeah yes and um, not a criticism I don't like but uh, you didn't I didn't feel invested in the characters. And there were a couple of points. There was actually one point where I started to, maybe it was the sisters. um, One of the stories, I did feel a bit lump in the throaty. I think we're we're thinking about the same one where the sister died. I think the elder sister never gave the younger sister quite the attention. She went back in Well, she, I think she thought that her younger sister was convincing her to work in the family business so that the younger sister could go and have her freedom. Mm. And actually she found out after her sister died that it wasn't. It was so that she always had this dream that the two sisters would run this bar together, would run mm. the family business restaurant or whatever it was together. And that for some yeah, that really did, I got quite sad about that. Even though you had to sort of superimpose your ideas of those characters onto the characters. You know, there wasn't mm. a lot of work done for you um, in terms of who the characters were. They all seemed quite cool and samey in a way. Yeah, because like you say, we didn't get a lot of depth on any of them no. so it, when you're getting upset about the sisters it's because you're buying into their story we yeah. didn't know loads of aspects of their personality so i think that's my like top line opinion is i really like the book and mm. the concept i could have just done with a bit more focus on one of like pick yeah. a story and focus on it and draw it out of it i do think it's actually the perfect sort of lockdown light book like mm-hmm. if you just want to feel a bit sort of happy and a bit taken away it's lovely mm. like a I love a time travel book. Yeah. I mean, I'm still there trying to figure it out. I'm going, well, this wouldn't really happen. <laughs> like, I'm just that twat. I, I'm, right. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> I remember after About Time came yeah. out and I was reading a few of the reviews and I sort of outlined it earlier. You know, they go into the closet and they can go back as far as like before the firstborn was actually born and yeah. it gives them all, all this extra time together and Bill Nye gets time to read loads of books and listen to mm. Nick Cave. <laughs> um, and I remember this online Thing. I've seen him in Brighton. Bill Nye? No, Nick, Nick Cave. Cave. I've seen Bill Nye as well oh, in Shepherd's Bush. I have of those people. But Nick Cave I saw going to a parking meter in um, in Brighton. Oh, right. he, so, yeah. I think he lives in Brighton, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know how I know that. But, but... yeah, Bill Nye. I saw walking um, down Goldhawk Road. He smiled at me. Oh, he's a you dude. You can carry on with your story now. Oh, he's but such just a dude. To, you know. I do like Bill Nye. <laughs> um, yeah, so there were people in the reviews yeah. like going, ah, well, technically, that time travel doesn't work because if you go back there, it's like, yeah. it's fucking time travel. I think we're all taking a little leap of faith on this. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're one of those, you're one of those arseholes. No, yeah, and sometimes, yeah. Because um, you, you still want people to make, you still want the authors to have thought of everything. Um, but I think it's such a such a charming book, and I will. It's got a sequel. So you, liked I really, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. loved. I mean, it's this is where our sort of rating thing obviously shows itself as being completely pointless because it's a book I would actually recommend people read, uh-huh. but just for the lovely light break from real life mm. that you get from it, it's so charming. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like when you think, well, I, I'm not gonna. This is nothing like the incredible books we read, but I'd probably rate it higher than something that's you know yeah. much higher literature. Well, that's fair enough. Um, Again, people, I mean, our rating is going to have to be taken with a pinch of salt. Yeah, we'll remember when we you know, did the episode with Mum, and she's like, "Ooh, rating a book? Ooh, it's oh, come on! <laughs> like, just, like if I can do an MA in creative writing where you get graded, like you yeah. can give these a book. ratings don't have a great deal of impact <laughs> on the wider literary community. Oh no, it really impacts sales. What we <laughs> rate books. Um, 
But it was yeah. like when you interviewed Douglas Stewart last week about Shuggy Bane. We're like, fuck, we gave him a 10, didn't we? Please tell us we gave him a 10. <laughs> we gave him a 9. Oh, that's great. He'll be, he'll be happy with that. <laughs> He'll be listening. Um, yeah, well, I, I agree with you. It's very charming. And like I say, the concept I love. Mm. I, I did love the specific nature of you sitting this. Like, it, like it's almost underwhelming time yeah. travel. Yeah. I liked it because you wait for this special, her to bring out this special uh, pot that she pours the coffee from. Mm. And, you know, I I felt a real sense of the ritual around it. And um, I was expecting to get the story of the ghost in the chair, actually. And I wonder if that's in the sequel. So the woman who sat in the chair reading a book, although it definitely says she finishes the book and then the next scene she's reading the book and Mm. it doesn't specify whether it's the same book or... Because um, it's called The Lovers, isn't it? Mm. Um, which is one of the names of the stories. Um, I can't remember a huge amount. I just remember... I think that, that oh. the woman you're talking about, the the ghost woman in the chair, was one of the coolest... Yeah, because she got really angry, didn't she, when the she, impatient woman tries to t- get her out of the chair? And she cursed her. And she cursed yeah. her, yeah. It was that initial um, thing where the, the, the first woman who's trying to time travel is asking her, doesn't realise she's a ghost, and she's asking her, can you move, please? I need yeah, to sit yeah, in that yeah. specific chair. And the ghost is looking straight ahead. And then she gets angry and curses. And the coffee shop owner's like, no, she's a ghost and she just cursed you. She let the coffee <laughs> go cold. I was like, that's pretty cool. I, yeah, and I think obviously lends itself to, I'm sure we'll get her story. Well, it just says she was, because what happens is that if you go back in time to speak to a dead person, mm-hmm. that is where you're most at risk of the coffee going cold because you just get swept oh, away with your time, yeah. time with them. So they give you like a timer to take with you. Um, and yeah. I like how chill the the coffee shop staff are yeah like, they are like, well, you yeah, get that we'll, sense we'll put, although in one of the stories they, they keep filling the coffee cup up for someone don't they yeah they keep replenishing but it. not with not with actual coffee i think with normal coffee it's a special pot that they pour into the cup that's in that seat but does that allow them to stay in the past no they, they haven't ever poured i don't think so oh no See, they, this is where the time so, travel because no, i think they so um is it Fumiko? um no, Fusagi. Um, so it's Fusagi and Kotaki, isn't it? So Fusagi's the man, the husband with Alzheimer's, I think. And Kotaki is the woman, again, who at first you think owns it or runs it, but she doesn't. She's also the nurse. I think I've got these, yeah. Um, and I think it's Fusagi whose coffee keeps being refilled, I'm sure of it, when he's sat right. down. Sorry, just... And then... And then um, yeah, and the Fumiko is the the woman at the beginning who we meet yeah. in the very first instance. Who's having this conversation with um, her boyfriend who wants to go. Yeah, see, I so locked onto their story because yeah. it was the start of the book and the setting was cool and their setup was cool. So I I really would have been happy to stick in with their story. Yeah, and diving a bit deeper into it, but I guess like like we always said the the limited nature of the time travel on offer here doesn't really make for a big epic story so maybe um yeah i could definitely see it as a like a film or a tv show or something it's so Mm. sweet i just i'm so so charmed by it you know i love the cover as well like because it's got this lovely glittery blue to it yeah and this cute little sketch and it's it's embossed as well um yeah i sound like i'm being a bit cynical about it but i did like it it's 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 not it's not one of those but i think because of how sort of um limited our time is with the characters and how sort of shallow is not the right word but we don't get a really deep sense of each of them Mm. and it's on you to feel that connection like 
like I always say, you know, book how we respond to books is says more about who we are and where we are. So it's mm. like if you're um, connecting with the sisters or connecting with a certain thing, that's probably just because of mm. what you value you place on those relationships or your knowledge of those sorts of relationships, possibly. Um, but yeah, um, I just like to, yeah, all the little rules around it. Now, when I say this is going to be a short episode, I think this one will be a short episode because <laughs> I think we're running to the end of what there is to talk about. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, I know. I agree. So when I, I, a couple of things, actually. One is this book is remarkably ungoogleable. Mm-hmm. So I've tried to do a bit of digging before we um, hit record. And yes, yeah, not I know this doesn't <laughs> define a book, but it's not got a Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. There's not a great deal of info on it or yeah. novel's conception. It's 2019. It's got a was. decent amount of Amazon reviews, but I wanted their translations just from all the translations around the world. So oh, I think it's right, probably okay. done well internationally. Cool. Well, I mean, yeah, I just couldn't find a lot of background on it, which leads me to actually when I Googled it, the one of the synopses that kept coming up is... Um, how it begs that time old question of if you could time travel, yeah, would who would you go back and see? Mm-hmm. And you know, what... or not even just would you? Well, yeah, both, like both. Of... <laughs> so in this scenario, if mm-hmm. there was a little cafe in London, little basement cafe where you go, you got to sit in a specific place when the ghost goes for a piss. Yeah. Would you do it? Yeah. And who would you like go and see? Well, I like this because it's the final paragraph on the uh, on the blurb. It says that uh, Toshikazu Gawakuchi's beautiful moving story explores the age-old question what would you change if you could travel back in time more importantly who would you want to meet maybe for one last time who would you want to meet for one last time well i think everyone like that like everyone's still alive yeah do you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know god i don't even want to play with it by talking about it but <laughs> all my closest family are, touching are, all the wood yeah my closest family alive you're alive yeah like my friends are around so so i yeah i haven't really got anybody however if they were like, you sit in that seat, time travel, I'd be like, I'm definitely going to do that. <laughs> and I'd go, so is it got to be in my lifetime? You have to have visited the cafe with that person. Hmm. I think. Or or you both have to have been in the cafe. I don't quite know. And then you have to... That's the other thing. It's very vague about having to imagine... You have to have in your mind the date yeah. or the time or whatever. It's like, okay, fine. <laughs> Could I visit myself? Sure, why not? I don't know. Yeah, that's, right. yeah it doesn't say okay. that, does it? I know what I'd do. I know what I'd do, right? <laughs> I'd visit myself... Yeah. When I was like 19, 20, about to go uni, <laughs> right? Stay single. Yeah. I'd be like, this relationship you're about to get into, a fucking nightmare, right? Don't. But, oh, but you can't actually change the past, can you? That's no. That's oh, you damn. can't change it. Okay. Well, you'd have I'd, to have some I'd advice, say, but okay, it still wouldn't even change. Okay. So I'd say, you're about to go through something grim, but you're stupid. So you're not going to do anything about it for four years. But don't worry, life pans out really good. See, so one thing I think is the value about going to the past in this book is actually it's not about what. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're telling your past self is what you're hearing from your past self. Because I think often we have... But my past self's shit for brains. <laughs> but you'd have... It's, we have all this rose-tinted view of the past... Not well. Sometimes it's rose tinted and sometimes it's shit tinted. Like you're like, oh, everything was so shit back then. I was like this. I was an idiot. Da, da. And it's actually when you remember what you were really like, mm. you'd probably get a better sense. You'd be like, oh no, you kiddo need to go through this next load of shit you've got coming up. Like I think oh, that's, that's probably so what wise. you'd find. You're so right. <laughs> no, you are. You are because we paint this picture, don't we? If that was an awful time in my life, yeah. it's like, well, it wasn't cut and dry awful. It was Man. probably difficult, but yeah, you forget the balance don't you you forget the balance and i think of like you know me i'm a bitter old hag about a lot of things and i believe it or not do actually um think quite positively about my past sometimes but i just Mm. don't tell people that stuff um and yeah just things like childhood memories and it's Mm. so easy especially for me to be like oh my childhood was shit and then you then you have a lot recollection of something sweet and lovely and like oh it definitely wasn't all like that and mm. you can never get that even picture yeah you know um it's yeah so i i think the past is actually more for what you reminding yourself or, or getting clarity for yourself in the future yeah not that, that's um, fair. not giving clarity so with that would you go back or is there anyone you chat go to back or? The chat. oh my granddad i think I knew you'd say that. yeah yeah because yeah. i was nine when he died so it was like old enough to know him young and too young to really so would you yeah. go back because you just get to speak to him one time as adult hadger yeah i think so oh cool yeah probably my granddad that'd be nice i'm trying to think it doesn't have to be someone who's died like it could literally be a younger version of someone else as well huh. um Oh, my little brother when he was younger, because he was so cute. <laughs> he was so so cute. Um, yeah, yeah. I he he would like him. this book, by the way. We should recommend. Yeah, he him. would actually. Yeah. yeah, you're right, Salmon. Hello. Yeah, he's <laughs> actually. So I've I've asked him to come on yeah. the podcast because he recommended me an Aldous Huxley book called Chrome Yellow. Oh yes. Or Yellow Chrome, one of those, and uh, it's his debut novel. And I ah. said, Salmon, you should come on and chat about that with us because then we're racking up your family members that have been on here. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> I really want my cousin Tom, the scientist in Spain, oh. to um, to come on and talk about a book with us because he loves reading and loves a conversation. But the problem is he talks about me and and he even makes me sound like I talk about <laughs> <laughs> this. <laughs> He's like the uh, scientist in The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, he is. And we have to get him drunk before he comes on so he, you know, slows down. Well, firstly, well, they've had a chat as well, haven't they? Your cousin and my brother. Yeah, it was short-lived. That um, should have been longer. That was a good room. <laughs> well, yeah, I think this is definitely the sort of thing you'd like. Um what was that? I was going to say oh yes so did you get spoilers everyone um that the daughter coming back in time like when they were like oh a 15 year old girl comes in and takes a photo and goes back I was like obviously that's her daughter from the future yes I think I did yeah, that. yeah. Like, well, okay, okay well yeah. it was me I thought I'd been clever um 
I shouldn't have really given spoilers about this because this is one of these books I would just actually recommend because it's so quick, so easy. Yeah, but I, I think it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't like with I'd say most of the books we go through, the spoilers don't matter. Yeah, because uh, I mean, remember what we based this podcast on was, you know, when you, someone would recommend you a book and they talk all about it, and mm. they wouldn't give you the killer spoilers, but they would really outline yeah. a book, and and, then, it, and you go, I want to read it, even though you've already told me most of. And we're what not happens. reading thrillers, you know what I mean? It's not about suspense-ridden stuff. Maybe we should read a yeah. thriller at some point. Have you ever spoiled anything for anyone? Shut like, up. You, sh- you know I have. I thought you, oh, you're not asking me to bait me. No. no, I spoil everything. I'm I'm terrible. I'm the person, genuinely, have been on the ride at Alton Towers, the one that drops, and the moment it's about to drop, I shout, it's going to drop <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> Literally, it was a brand new ride at Alton Towers. Was that 13? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> And I think it was because in that moment, I um, I then remembered the advert. Yeah. And I just shouted, it's going to drop. And my brother and sister, like, absolutely hated me. Everyone's like, fucking thanks. They really hated me. I'm, I'm awful at spoilers. Absolutely terrible. Have you ever spoiled a movie or a book? Or... Yeah, all the time. Okay. Well, if it's not from knowing it, it's from guessing, as you as you know, mm. I, guess, I guess. You do do that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm really good to watch You'd be amazed with. at how much you're watching something with me that, and you guess, you just, you put five guesses out there and they're all wrong. How dare you? Well, you do. It's just really... <laughs> so... No, I know. Well, I'm terrible. It's because I hate being surprised. Mm. I really hate being surprised. Yeah. Um, except it, unless it's a surprise party, that's okay. Um, hint, hint. But no, being like, I just. I would not try and plan you a surprise party. I, w- <laughs> I wonder if it's yeah. Well, I'd get. I'd, I'd know you were doing it anyway. I've never. I've never been surprised. Mm. I don't think ever really. Yeah. I'm always guessing all the possibilities. But no, I find it quite stressful. No, not I, knowing no, what's I, do you remember when I booked you a cooking course in Croatia? <laughs> that didn't was see, not surprised. Didn't see that coming. Did I not? The only reason I had to... Right, so I was going to tell you on the last day of that holiday, yeah. but the only reason I had to tell you is because we were in that nice Croatian fruit and veg market and you go, going, oh, I just wish someone would like teach me how to cook all this stuff. And I was like, right, I wasn't planning to tell you the last day, but just chill on this because that's what's going to happen. I've booked a <laughs> so, thing. Yeah, so even then you didn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah, it's impossible to surprise me. Yeah, well, you should be so proud of yourself. No, I but I don't know why. I wish I could be. Um, and I'm, I'm, I guess it. I bet it's some sort of like childhood trauma response or something. Wrong. I was like, I just need to know everything's to going on. So I did a horrible spoiler. Go on. Um, we were in Helsinki uh, on a tour. And, you know, The Force Awakens? Yes, Star Wars, right? Yes, it's the one that happened. So there was obviously the original ones. Then years later, there were the shit Ewan McGregor ones. Jar Jar Then Binks. years later, there was this last batch that's been... I know they keep making weird offshoot ones now. Yeah. So it's the years after the Jar Jar Binks ones. This awesome new set, and everyone was really excited for them because Han Solo was coming back and stuff. And I read a spoiler on on Facebook, like a famous comedian posted the big spoiler from the film. Ah. Yeah, and I was like, fuck. And I was in such shock. And I don't know why I didn't think, right, but the band were going to, that we all that was touring Did people with. post that um, Homer Simpson meme underneath it where he's leaving the cinema what? and there's a queue of people waiting to go into Star Wars? Oh, and he goes, yeah. whoever thought that... I don't know who it is, his son. It was his father or something, yeah, yeah. yeah. Luke Skywalker. Um, <laughs> so... The um, the band were all going to see the film in Helsinki that day, mm-hmm. and I was waiting till we got back off the tour, and I was I had plans to see it at home, so I was going to have to just for a week hold it. Yeah. But I just read this spoiler. I came out of my room. They're all getting ready to get in the coach. I just go. <gasps> I just went. Han Solo dies. <laughs> and the, the band leader, who was my friend and a fellow Star Wars nerd, just looked at me and went, "Why the." F- 
fuck did you just tell me uh, that? Uh, it's because you had had it ruined for yeah. you and you didn't want to be the only I one. I still feel bad about that now. I don't feel bad about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was the big thing of that yeah, movie. And, and Carrie Fisher's already dead, but her character <laughs> carries on. Um, yeah, no, I'm awful with spoilers. Um, mm. Mainly because it doesn't bother me when I have stuff spoiled for me. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. Don't know. I think when... I, you know what? I think it was... I date it back to watching Titanic. Right. It sinks. Yeah. Well, at the start, (laughs) my big brother used to take the fizz at me because I cried in the first five seconds because I was like, I know what's going to happen because it's all the waving, the real footage of, or maybe like fake real footage Uh of like the waving from the boat. And I'm like, you're all going to die. Yeah. And I think I date it back from that being, knowing that knowing how a movie ends doesn't stop you enjoying it and watching it. So I think that's fair. Yeah. Maybe but again, I don't know, I'm still not mad keen on the idea of spoilers. Maybe this is why I like sports so much because as long as you watch it live And why you like shocking films and all that sort of thing. Everything is like, oh, do something like Yeah, do something yeah. that's actually going to make me feel alive. Yeah. Um whereas yeah. I'm like, no, nah, it's fine. I'm dead already. I'm dead mm-hmm. inside. Um Right. Should we read some one star reviews? Absolutely. So this is the part of the show where we go on Amazon and we read the one-star reviews of the book. Uh, no reflection on the book, because as you can hear, we quite like it, especially in this case. But one-star reviews are really irrational, really funny. So do we have some for before the we, cafe gets cold? We do. Um, they, they're they all from last year. Oh, no, they've got one from this year. Um Right, so I'll, I'll probably just read them all out. Rendell says, waiting for the English version. Version. One can only hope the Japanese original has been done a disservice. The translation represents some of the most atrocious abuse of the English language I've seen in years. But he's not read the Japanese? No. So he doesn't know that that's not just how it's written or yeah. how it translates naturally? He just thinks it's bad English. I mean, to, to be fair, it's it's not the most, I don't know creatively written there are a lot of adverbs a lot of sort of tell not show but yeah. it's just i actually oh, didn't some... notice that until you've said but yeah. now you have said like, i'm like yeah that it's is just yeah everything's explained yeah um but it feels so in keeping with the whole style you know um yeah it doesn't bother me i think just because of the nature of the book it's so short it's so strange mm-hmm. um that you're not re- you're just yeah, you're reading it to step into a mm. like peek through a little window rather than step into a world. I think that's mm. what this yeah. book is like. Next one star review. Miss Moneypenny says, "Not for me." <laughs> yes, I can do a really good accent. Um, I liked the premise and the setting. However, I found the narration and general pace of the story didn't work for me. For whatever reason, I didn't find the characters engaging and returned the book. I mean, I know you can return books, I've but that's quite bold, books. isn't it? Um, see, what she's saying is actually not dissimilar. Yeah, it's not a one star, though. Again. No, um, but, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like, return the book if you go, oh, I've been bought this as a gift. I've already got it. Can I yeah, swap yeah, it for yeah. another one? But read it and go, not for me. Money back, Waterstones. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Um, S. Perry, great idea, poor execution. That was bad. 
read it for book group. I'm currently trying to muster up anything constructive to say about it. Despite the nice idea and concept, it just lacks any depth or character development. I didn't care about the characters at all. There was so much that could be done with this idea and nothing much has. It's such a harsh score because I feel the author has had a great idea but not realised it at all. That's so frustrating. There were so many things that could be explored with this and this is what he did. Maybe it's the translation. The other thing is that we kept getting detailed transactions. That'll be 10,370 yen. Here is 11,000 yen. Thank you. Your change your change is 630 yen. Like, is the author trying to embed maths in the text? What's with that? I find that a very strange detail to point out. I mean, yes, I did. I did notice it. I did notice yeah. it, but it didn't... Again, didn't, it just felt like the style... Didn't offend me. <laughs> no. What is that with that? Um, savvy shopper. Clearly not so savvy if they didn't like this book. Uh, disjointed drivel. Maybe I'm missing something, but this was unreadable. Disjointed drivel. Perhaps it's the translation, but I doubt it. Sure. <laughs> how's, you, how's the Japanese one working out for you? Um, Paul. Sorry, do you want to say something about that? Well, I just feel like there's a lot of people going, oh, not sure about this translation. But I, I think they're trying to give it credit in the... Maybe it's not the book. Maybe it's just like, yeah. but I don't think they realise how much of an art like translation yeah, is. Yeah, I don't. I, unless don't you just do it lightly, like using Google Translate. Unless you comfortably read both languages, I don't think you're allowed an opinion on the translation. <laughs> um, Paul, I didn't think the book flowed very well and found it pretty hard going. I suspect this is because of the translations. Some of the English oh. was a little clumsy. Maybe just me, but not often I give up on a book. Um, actually, there's a theme to these ones. Yeah, reviews. I mean, who is who has translated it? Geoffrey uh, Truzelot. So it's a French surname, but I'm guessing an English uh, translator. Forward by Duncan Goodhue. So. What? What's that from? <laughs> it's an office reference. <laughs> okay. This is an interesting title. Oh, no, this is a person's name. Bowerick Wowbagger, The Infinitely Prolonged. Um, absolutely dire. It reads like a book written by someone who was guessing what a book should sound like but has never actually read one. Um, I've read plenty of translated works before and none felt still stilted and awkward as this. I'm not sure if the original author or the translator is to blame and I honestly don't care. At 99p, this garbage is still a rip-off and I'm one day too late to claim a refund. Just don't bother. <laughs> oh, bless you. Um, you really and- needed that 99p. Yeah. <laughs> and then Rachel... Uh, final one-star review, so not many. I wanted to read this so badly. Do you mean I wanted to love it so badly? Um, I loved the blurb, loved the idea of the actual story. What I couldn't handle was the translation didn't finish. Uh, How do, I mean, you I, does that review. Like, yeah. What do you mean? Um, but 50% of reviews were five-star, 28% were four-star. Overall, it's got a review. That's of pretty good two, then, but, yeah, so it's quite favourable. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do basically agree on the... I get where people are coming from with the English yep. and the, the writing, but it's I, it's just so charming. It really mm. is. Yeah, it's a nice tale. So easy to read. Nice I think setup. if you want just a little break, one day, like when you're pottering around the house and it's mm-hmm. just you and you've got a day to make the breakfast you want and make the lunch you want and you're doing your, I don't know nails um you know me so well <laughs> yeah it's like that sort of lovely relaxed day yeah it is then just read this i think it's really sweet you know one thing i kind of wanted from this book mm-hmm. early on i realized that there was an opportunity i was like oh this entire book is going to be set within the cafe yeah. like it's not going to leave the cafe i thought that's uh, really yeah, cool. That was cool you know occasionally you get a film like that it's all in one room and it's all about how incredible the dialogue is and stuff 
However, there were a few scenes. Were there? Where? where the well, when they're talk- when they're setting up people's relationships, they're talking about stuff that happened outside once or yes, twice. Yeah. But not enough for it to be a novel that goes to lots of different places. So I actually think there was a missed opportunity here that I think they could have contained this Kawaguchi so even the, yeah. contained to the cafe. And that would have been really conceptually cool because I don't think the breakouts were enough. But I think it still is, like as in, in its real time. Mm. So because everything else is a memory. Yeah. Because it doesn't, it's, it's clear that, you know, we're in present day. Present day is mm. always in the cafe. You are probably right i'd like to read it again yeah. to clarify Because when they're remembering that. stuff it's all oh, they had met here like it's mm. the very tell 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 bit the actual yeah. scene itself because those bits i would say are memories or they're just giving backstory yeah you know so I mean? fair enough yeah um but yeah because because actually say if you'd imagine in in a theater and it is in one room they could you'd find another way for them to talk about that mm. past as a memory you yes. would actually have to have the scene set to take you back to it maybe i mean it's one way but yeah, yeah I, I see it both ways. But yeah, I hadn't actually, I hadn't actually thought of that. Mm. That it's a very cafe-based thing. Quite cool. Yeah, because there was a claustrophobia to the cafe, wasn't there? Mm. How they described it. It was like, um, you know, there were steps down to the cafe from the street. It was a basement cafe, not well lit in there. Yeah. Really cosy. Like, I really wanted to visit it. Yeah, and the the clang dong sound as well. Like the, Oh, every time the doorway. Every time the, the, door the, the cafe door Clang dong. Yeah, and it was like a really strange sound as well. It, it took me a while to realise that was the cafe door yeah. going. I was just like, what the Clang fuck are they clanged on in? Yeah. Um, but, well, cool. um, I mean, it has actually been a little short episode this week. Talk Well, You've got than, your wish. I've got my <laughs> wish. Um, I mean, it's a short book. Uh, what would you give it? Are you going to give it a score? Score out of ten. <sighs> on a different scale to the other books, I feel like. Not quite operating on the same. Taking it as is, I would go six out of ten. Mm-hmm. Would recommend it. Really, really cool concept. Yeah. Just like I say, the character depth, character depth, the character depth for me is where it dropped off. Um, yeah. It wasn't quite as remarkable as it could have been. Uh, however, really nice, like a thumbs up book. Yeah. Six. What do you go for? Yeah, I'd probably give it a six as well, but that's not really a reflection on actually, yeah, how much I liked it. I absolutely, I do really recommend it. Well, should we just, go seven? Should we just bump no, it up? Well, no, because it's like when I think of the other books we gave a seven, it's like, you know. Crawdads and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Crawdads, I think we gave an eight, but yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> not that memory. it really matters with our yeah. um, thing, but. It's worth a read. It's Yeah, it is worth a read. It's lovely. If you want just a little break, and you know, sometimes you read a book and you don't know what you're getting into, this will just, it's so untaxing. Mm, yes. It's so sweet. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah, I would, I would actually really recommend reading it. I'm, and I'm going to read the sequel. I cool. think, cool. just to see what it's like. Yeah, let me know how it is and maybe I'll read it too. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was Before the Coffee Gets Cold by Toshikazu Kawaguchi. Um, and I, yeah, I personally recommend it. I think you'll uh, it'll enjoy a nice little break. Um, it's like an, an ice cream sundae. Yes. Of, of books. Just a lovely pleasure. It's like pleasure. a cup of coffee. Like a cup of coffee. Yeah. Nice little pleasure. Um, well, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, what else have we got? So, Do you yes. want to do Chrome Yellow next? Chrome Yellow we can do. I've also started reading Patricia, Patricia Lockwood, uh, which is a women's prize shortlisted thing. And I think that'll be quite quick to read as well. Let's do that first. So we'll do that then and we'll then we'll do Chrome, Chrome Yellow. Yellow. Yeah, get Salmon. Um, yes, that'll be awesome. Um... Yeah, that's our next one. Um, I actually can't remember the title of the book. It is by Patricia Lockwood, and I think it's Nobody's Talking About This or something like that. Sounds um, good. And I think we might even have a guest on for that, my good friend Vicky, um, who is a brilliant writer and, uh, well, 
reader of many books. Um, cool. Yeah, what else we've got coming up? We've got... Uh, Are you interviewing anybody else? I've got an interview coming up, which I've recorded and will put out soon with a brilliant comedian and podcaster, presenter, Jacob Hawley. Um, he is, yeah, he's fantastic. And um, he spoke about... We spoke about books for about 10 minutes and the rest of it was just good chat about um, being a comedian and class nice. and all that sort of thing. Stick it up. Um, if you haven't listened to our episode with Douglas Stewart, Booker Prize winner Douglas Stewart, do give that a listen. He is just such a fantastic, fantastic, lovely, lovely man. Um, I was absolutely on a cloud, wasn't I, as soon as, um, as soon as I finished that interview. Yeah, and actually, if you haven't listened to it, I'm not just saying it because it's... Uh, on our podcast feed <laughs> genuinely i enjoyed listening to that yeah. um episode so much i thought yeah thought you interviewed him really well got some really good stuff and he's obviously yep. awesome really good talker so um, well worth a listen we've also got writer dorian linsky joining us um and he has written the ministry of truth which is a biography of george orwell's 1984 so he'll be talking to us hopefully you about that hopefully you'll be available for that because you are the Orwell lover out of the two of us with your tattoo and everything. That'll be nice. Um, I'll show him my tattoo. We're on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. So that's coming up next month. And hopefully, um, Fern Brady, the brilliant, brilliant, hilarious comedian, Fern Brady, uh, will be joining us as well for another podcast. So um, Basically, we're fighting off the guests with a stick Fighting now. off the guests Everyone with a Everyone wants to come stick. on the Dabblers Book Club. Yeah. Um, so lots going on. Hopefully, we'll, we'll line up a few more over the coming months as well. So, yeah, it's looking like it's going to be a good summer. Exciting. Exciting cool. indeed. Sorry again for the delay on another book, uh, <laughs> but we have delivered in the end. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, we read Before the Coffee Gets Cold. Definitely recommend you have a read. Um, as always, you can catch us on Twitter, forward slash Dabblers Books. Um, go to our website, dabblersbookclub.com. Say hello, send us a message, sign up to our mailing list, um, and subscribe and leave us a lovely review if you can. Yes. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.